Hi, and welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. And RJ. Hello. Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Match Solitaire. Free Cell meets Match 3 to create a whole new type of puzzle with 25,000 levels, over 10 million unique puzzles, and a ton of cute characters to unlock. There's always a fresh Match Solitaire puzzle to fit your skill level and mood. Available now in the App Store and Google Play. So today we're changing things up a little bit and RJ is going first. RJ, what have you got for us? So because I can't draw and talk at the same time, you'll see that I have already written some words here. Okay. Uh, these are going to be the words Ooh, I see that I see Cyrillic. Will... Yeah, these are going to be the and words Japanese. that I will attempt to pronounce and probably butcher. So I apologize to anyone who speaks these languages that I'm about to say. Okay. Also, I totally went down a rabbit hole on the Reddit etymology, uh, like sub, what do you call it on Reddit? Um, subreddit. 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 Yes. Thank you. Uh, so if I'm rambling, please stop me because <laughs> this is so interesting to me. So I had read once about words that are the same in two unrelated languages. They sound the same and they mean the same thing. Um, oh. So the, the sort of famous example, relatively speaking, <laughs> is in, this is a, an Australian Aboriginal language, um, Mbabaram. And in that language, the word for dog is dog. Uh, what? Com of course, completely unrelated <laughs> to English. So it's not a loan word. It's actually like arose independently. Pretty much, yeah. What? Um, That's amazing. However, yeah. we don't in that one specifically. We don't actually know the the definitive origin of the word dog in English. So oh. I mean, maybe it could have made its way from Babram to English, but I think that's unlikely given geography and timelines and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, Fascinating. But mm. um, one I did not write because I can pronounce them because it's my first and second language. English much and Spanish mucho are unrelated. Um, uh, much yeah. comes from Old English, Proto-Germanic, um, meg, which means great. And mucho comes from Latin multus, which means much or many. Uh. Uh, Mm. So one is Germanic and one is Latin. Uh, <laughs> wow. Huh. I wrote here Bajuaye, um, which is from Hindi. And it's a prefix. Bad is a prefix that means something negative. Um, same oh. as in English. So Bajuaye means ill wishes, whereas Duaye just means wishes. Oh. Um, also in Persian, the word bad is the same and their Persian and English are unrelated. Huh. Uh, let me wow. find this Russian <laughs> one that I wrote down. Uh, I think I wrote my notes out of order. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, in this word in Russian is um, pronounced like strange and it means strange, unusual, <laughs> same as in English. <laughs> uh, um, 
And then this, the Japanese is name. Uh, and it, it's pronounced roughly like the English name and it means name. Hmm. Uh, also wow. in Japanese in a, a sort of specific dialect or a word that people don't really use anymore is uh, tanto, which means like much. Uh, it actually says muchly, an adverb. So I guess <laughs> it's similar to English. We don't really use that. Um, okay. And tanto in both Italian and Spanish means like so much. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah, there's like a ton too. of, there's way more of them than you would expect. Like there's a lot of words like that that are the same across in different languages in uh, the I found one that's like Japanese and German. The word kau and kaufen means buy in Japanese and German, respectively. Huh. Um, hmm. And that is interesting. I wonder if this, um, if it's like we're just wired to use certain <laughs> sounds for certain things, or if there's like some, like, proto language we're not aware of <laughs> yeah i think part from. of it is i think part of it is just coincidence like there's only so yeah. many sounds that the human voice box can make you know i suppose um, yeah that's so true. we're gonna and with so many like millions and millions of words and words for things you know we're bound to land on the same the same sounds for the mm -hmm. same concept but sometimes um <laughs> Uh, Isn't it kind of a thing that a lot of languages, the whatever the word is for no, it often starts with an N. Isn't that yeah, a pretty, that's a pretty common, I don't, and I don't think that's, I mean, unless that's, I don't know, hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just right. making that up, but, but it seems like a lot of languages that even that aren't, you know, romance languages or Germanic, I guess. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, I don't know. Is Russian considered a Germanic language? Uh, or is this I don't think thing? so. I don't think okay. it is either. Yeah, I don't but I think you're right. Idea. And actually, one of the things I was reading. Oh, Jake uh, says, it, says it's not. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I was reading is, or I sort of already knew, I took some linguistics classes in college and we talked about this, like uh, mama uh, is pretty common variations. <clears throat> excuse me, variations on, on mom, mama, mommy are pretty oh. common across, across languages mm -hmm. because that's like the first syllables that babies say before they know any language. Right. Mama, mama, mama. Oh. And same like da, 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 or pa, 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 pa for, for dad. Um, oh. And so even across, you know, completely unrelated languages, I think, I don't know if I want to see the majority, but like a ton of languages call call their moms some variation of mom mama ma whatever it is uh, and i think that's that's interesting to know maybe similar that it's just sort of a natural like that's that's one of the first words you learn right like when you're yeah so that does the terrible yeah. twos right just saying no 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 to everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it may be one of those same kind of things that that's an early syllable that we mm. we use right yeah, yeah or maybe that for or sure. To go back even further, I mean, prehistorically, you know, the origins of language, maybe that's, you know, there are some sounds that are, I guess, easier to make than others and mm -hmm. physically so. And then, you know, some languages, 
have certain I can't th- phone phonemes is that the right word mm-hmm. for what I'm talking yeah. about like certain some languages have certain phonemes that others don't like mm-hmm. French does not have the th sound that mm-hmm. English does yeah mm. and mm-hmm. so French speaking people just like grow up not making that noise and obviously there are, are other uh, you know other languages have certain phonemes that English doesn't have and so if you, yeah you know, my Russian learn. yeah my Russian <laughs> friend uh, tells <laughs> me Russian every time I try to say a Russian word she's no it's not right it sounds exactly the same to me so yeah. I, right I but it's no like idea. your your mouth you physically <laughs> like, are not used yeah. to making that shape with your <laughs> mouth and so um but but I guess the n that n sound is so easy that it's mm-hmm. kind of arisen a lot, I guess. Maybe and so a very universal. common word like no, <laughs> it mm-hmm. kind yeah. of makes sense. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I could, I could do a whole, I, I could probably do a whole podcast myself on language acquisition <laughs> too, because that's fascinating to me and I learned a ton about it. But uh, wow. bonus fun fact is that we're born uh, being able to pronounce all those, you know, the ach from German and Hebrew mm-hmm. and like the, the clicks from assorted African languages mm-hmm. uh, we're we're born able to do those and then we lose the ones that our languages don't use yeah so, oh um, wow I didn't know that that it was a losing them as opposed mm-hmm. to you you develop the ones that you hear yeah you know your I parents mean, speaking all the time yeah. no I've heard that that if you you if you are introduced to a language after about the age of 13 or 14 it's nearly impossible to develop an accent at the mm-hmm. same level as a native speaker. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, um, yeah, I, 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 one thing I've ever noticed, I'm, I'm sadly monolingual, so I'll never be able to do all the clicks and whatnot. But um, when I listen to other languages, I find it fascinating that a lot of times I can kind of almost get the gist of what's going on just by the intonation. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, regardless of language, so that's that's kind of fascinating to me how that that seems to almost cross language barriers. Just like you can tell when someone's uh, speaking angrily or, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's even a little more nuanced than happy and angry. There's you can kind of get the kind of the gist of the tone. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> very very fascinating. Wow. Um, Okay, so we we always we do seem to all have a shared interest in in uh, language topics. So those are always fascinating. And let me think. Next in my circular alphabetical order is Allison. Might as well just say we're going clockwise. Like it doesn't. Okay. Fine. Okay. Whatever. All right. What have you got? Um. So mine is. Um. I'm just going to talk about a really charming news story. Okay. This week. Um, it's about a rat. A ratas. Yeah, a rat. And I'm seeing a lot of those this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. In Central Park, it's full of them. Anyway. <laughs> well, they're they're not as cool as this rat. Oh. Um, his name is Magawa, and he is the world's most successful landmine detecting rat. Oh, and that's he is an retiring. Job. Yep. What? He's retiring. Wow, and he survived his his tenure well so one of the reasons that um rats are so effective in detecting landmines is their weight they're they're not really at risk of 
inadvertently setting off a landmine when they're doing their detection. Okay. Yep. Yep. So actually, I was going to talk about this end, but I'll talk about it now. They're too light um, to set off a mine, and what they do is they, um, when they find one, they like kind of like do like a light scratch on top, like a little like burrowing motion, and that's what alerts their handlers that they've detected one. Oh man, I would not want to be following up. Like, then what? Well, they said that you have to develop like a very, like a lot of confidence in the skill of your rat and the training regimen. Because one of the things they do is um, the handlers play a game of soccer on like the pitch that's been cleared to evidence to the locals that it's safe now and it's actually been cleared. Oh my gosh, that's that's super scary. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, so um, Magawa was born in Tanzania, but he worked primarily in Cambodia um, and he found 71 landmines. And wow. um, an additional 38 unexploded ordnance. Wow. Yeah. He's actually the first rat to be given um, a gold medal for heroism from the um, like wow. international like service animal. I might charity. look upon the Central Park rats slightly differently this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're, they're trained. You know, I, I know some people have problems with using animals for things like this and I, I totally understand you know where someone would be coming from with that perspective um, but it seems like all of their training is incentive based it's not punishment based okay um, and any time and they uh, anytime they find something they're treated with a banana oh. <laughs> um, and when they retire it's just basically like life of luxury life of luxury <laughs> like bananas uh, okay. and playtime <laughs> every day <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah. So that he's he's pretty cute. Yeah. David's a, looking at a picture of him. Yeah, he's a brown rat on a leash. Yep. He's got his little harness. Um, but I just thought it's it's really, you know, it's important work. I don't think, you know, those of us that live in the Western world realize how prevalent landmines still are um, in some parts of the world. So getting them identified and cleared is an important, important milestone in keeping people um, safe in previously war-torn areas. So. Wow, yeah, that is... And Magawa is a big part of that. All right, go Magawa. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty darn cute. <laughs> All right, uh, the rat hero. He's a rat hero. Not just in Disney movies. No, they don't just make life. dresses. They don't just cook up little French vegetable dishes. They're out there working, <laughs> saving right. lives. That's right, wow, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, what have you got for us today? Uh, So I also have an animal fun fact. Oh, all right. (laughs) And if I'm going to bring it around, bring in RJ's uh, topic as well, it is an animal that is basically ubiquitous on the earth. Oh. And I am talking about tardigrades. Oh. Have you heard of tardigrades? I have heard of them. Yeah. And okay. Getting I've, like all kinds of experiments of like, what can they not survive? And Yeah, so that's what I was going to okay. talk about. Okay. So, I, oh, oh, God. I yeah, didn't know I've never heard of this when I Googled they it. They're pretty horrifying. No, to, thank uh, you. To look at. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they're cute. Okay. Anyway. He's no Magawa, this little fella I'm looking at. Fine. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. tardigrades are a microscopic animal um, that live in wet, damp areas, I guess, um, generally. 
They are they're nicknamed water bears because if you look at the that is an image of them under the microscope, they kind of look like a tiny little bear. That's <laughs> really little... generous. I just it's like a it's like a bear crossed with an ant or something. It's anyway, six legs that yeah yeah okay. Anyway, so the re- but the remarkable thing about tardigrades is that not only do they live pretty much and pretty much everywhere, and when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere like in antarctica in you know basically every climate you can imagine um because they are extremely hardy they are extremely difficult to kill them because they encounter any sort of severe stress and they just go into a state of stasis it's like they're like you know kind of like you know like in romeo and juliet when they she drinks the thing that makes her seem like she's dead it's like that yeah. they're like they're like basically basically dead but then you yeah get, jake says water bear don't care <laughs> sure <laughs> and, yeah. and they so they can they can be frozen they can be boiled they oh can gosh. survive at very high pressures and very low pressures they have survived in the vacuum of space. <laughs> oh my god. And so they just go into this stasis and then once you bring them back to a uh, normal, you know, pressure and temperature and get them wet, they just wake back up again. Oh my god. They they can so they can survive being desiccated, they can survive radiation. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> and so the reason the reason that I thought of tardigrades was that I came across an article uh, a, a week or two ago about researchers have found a thing that the tardigrades cannot survive. Oh, and I was going to say, like what? Being is... shot out of a gun at 2,000 miles an hour. Oh. <laughs> Who tried that? Who was like, I bet it's this. Well, okay. So Come the on. reason why this was tested, well, the, but they can, they can survive up to 2,000 miles an hour, <laughs> but this 2,000 miles an hour seems to be the limit. Okay. And of course it's not the like firing, it's the impact that kills them. But the reason that researchers were testing this is because uh, at some point, a rocket that crashed on the moon had had tardigrades on it. And so there was some question as to whether these tardigrades had survived the impact and were living on the moon, or I guess, you know, lying (laughs) in in stasis stasis on the moon, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. right. And if they could potentially be brought back and, you know, revived after this. How long so, can they stay in stasis, I wonder? That's a long time. Okay. <laughs> years? Yeah. Years. Oh yeah, years. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about millions of years, but, like, definitely years. Wow. That's um, impressive. And so the reason why these researchers were testing, firing these tardigrades out of a gun was to, see, was to simulate what the impact would have been like had they been on this rocket that was that hit the moon and unfortunately based on this experiment they do not think the they're pretty sure the tardigrades did not survive the impact on the moon okay okay so, so sad <laughs> sad ending but uh, uh, but right. the fact that they can survive almost <laughs> like they can survive still being fired out of a gun at a thousand miles an hour yeah what's the speed of sound 700 so it's almost yeah. three mach three <laughs> oh my gosh that's incredible yeah yeah 
And uh, um, you I, couldn't I, survive I, impact if at, at that speeds. No, not even anywhere close to that. <laughs> Give me a pile of mush. <laughs> yeah. Um, RJ has done a great job making the uh, the tardigrade look pretty cute, actually. Yeah, floating in space yeah, and everything. It's a pink tardigrade floating in space. Yeah, follow us on Instagram if you want to see it. <laughs> uh, that's super cool. All right, go tardigrades. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Less, I know I'm, I'm just... I'm throwing this out there and nobody's prepared for this, but uh, any any fun pet stories today? Um, <laughs> Paris went to an interview for like, had to go to an interview for whether we could board her. Dogs um, go to interviews? What? Yeah, like basically because it's a daycare slash boarding place. And oh, so okay. They... Um, she actually had to have two interviews because the first place she did not respond well to the other dogs that were there. Oh, and no. they had to call us and say, please come back and pick her up. She's oh. not past the interview. Oh. <laughs> and we were really worried because she's always been really nice. Um, you know, whenever we've encountered the dogs, but we think Maybe it's, it's just because the other we dogs. weren't, <laughs> we think it's because we weren't there. And oh. so the second one, we said, we need to be there at least in the beginning. So she knows that we haven't abandoned her yeah. and she was fine. Okay. okay. So she has a, a, a place to go now if you're yes. on the road. Yes. Oh, that's important. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we have a trip planned for next month. <laughs> oh, so cool. So a place to go. Yeah. Where are you going? South Dakota. Oh. That's interesting. Cool. Are you going for the 4th of yeah. July? No, shoot, it's, oh, okay. it's the weekend after 4th of July. Yeah. It's a family thing. Oh, okay. It was not my choice of places to go, but sometimes <laughs> you just go where the family tells you that yeah. they're going. Yeah. yeah. It's part of family life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. RJ, how's Sunshine? Is, or is, is Sunshine the name? Um, officially, he's Otto. Otto. Um, <laughs> but I, I like Sunshine still. Is it Otto <laughs> like A-U-T-O or O-T-T-O? O T T O. Okay. So here's here's the bonus um, that maybe next week we will talk about uh, university mascots because I was oh. we, we talked about this a little bit yeah, yeah uh, after fun. the stream uh, that the mascot for Syracuse University where I went is an orange <laughs> named bad. Otto. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, there's a connection. So the orange orange tabby was named Otto after my school mascot. They were trying to name him Truman after with my dad and my sister both went to Mizzou and their mascot is a tiger named Truman. Okay. But since I found him, I vetoed Truman <laughs> uh, and they started calling him Otto and Otto stuck. So okay. I, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, Jake is saying in the chat, sunshine forever. <laughs> Basically everybody on, on my side, all my friends <laughs> are, and my husband Jake are call, calling him sunshine but officially he's auto <laughs> okay. all right all right well it's good i guess soon, he's got soon a we'll have a pet we can talk about right um, um oh. uh, <laughs> peer we... pressure peer pressure peer pressure <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah one one day one day <laughs> uh he's giving me the sad puppy face i'm sure oh, it'll God. happen i'm sure it'll <laughs> so are we so. determining that next week is going to be mascot themed we Ooh. all 
Okay. Uh, we, we, we all bring mascot fun facts. That's I great. That. I even, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I might even bring a, a small mascot fact too. Okay. okay. Only if it's about a chicken. Okay. <laughs> yes. I got to find a chicken mascot. There are a fair number. You can talk about the San Diego chicken. Oh, I, I haven't heard about the San Diego chicken. Oh, well then. All right. I'll have to okay. look it up. All right. Well, my sister and my um, niece and two nephews are um, probably only about an hour away by now from New York City. First time driving in the city. They're super nervous. Um, so this and, and they're they're from out in the country. So this is going to I'm going to take them right to Times Square on the train as soon as they get here. So it's going to be oh boy. it's going to be thank fun. you for that reaction, Caitlin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no Appreciate mercy. That. No one listens to me in this apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh Do you ever want them to come back and visit you again? Apparently I want them not. to have the experience of their lifetimes, good or bad. I want I want it to be memorable. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so good. please, everyone, keep me in your thoughts this week. Yeah. Well, there's more. There's more. I told them. Bring your instruments because they play. He's making them busk. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make them busk oh, in the park no. for money. <laughs> that's, that's they're gonna earn their own spending money. So <laughs> that's the plan. So that should be exciting. I'm sure they're. I don't know exact. I've never done this, but I, I can't. Nope, he hasn't. I can't There's imagine no that. Um, we're not gonna. We're gonna get away without having some interesting interactions with some folks <laughs> in the park. So that, that should be. Fascinating. Anyway, I'll probably have some fun stories for next week, so don't miss it. <laughs> All right. Um, that takes us to the end of the show. RJ, you've got a couple of things to wrap up with, right? Yes, I do. Um, if you are watching us on Discord, I mean, <laughs> starting off badly. If you are watching us on Twitch, which is where we stream, uh, you will see a couple of links in our chat for all of the Hot Chai games, including Match Solitaire that you heard about at the beginning of the podcast, hotchaipro.com. Uh, if you want to stream this podcast on any of your favorite podcast players, funfactslive.com. And there's a link to our Discord uh, where we chat about fun facts, fun games, and other fun stuff. If you are not watching on Twitch, you should be. We stream live uh, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash hotchaigames. And we're also now on TikTok. So you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. Hotchaigames. We're we're so happening, modern. Oh man, yes, I don't even so know what modern. the right what the right word is <laughs> oh, <dear>. these days. <laughs> oh gosh, okay, but we're on TikTok. So, That's pretty exciting. Thanks yeah, for doing so, that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see see the art for this episode on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. You can see a little uh, time lapse, which. I don't know about y'all, but that's basically my favorite thing to watch ever is time lapse of anything. So <laughs> yes. um, I struggled a little bit with art this week, but it turned out okay. So it turned you can out watch great. The tardigrade is, I yeah. particularly yeah, like the, it's awesome. the tardigrade. That's that is what Magala looks like. The cutest looking like. tardigrade ever. Yeah. <laughs> he's pink. Okay. And he's floating in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not smushed into the moon like in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Yes. Cool. Follow us everywhere. Yeah. Get on it. 
All right, that, that's the end of our show for today. We'll see you again next week at 11 a.m. Eastern. And that's go. it. We got to go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.